Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. This is our roster management show heading into championship week. We are going to have our uh, week 16 fantasy football waiver wire, and then we are going to look at some of the streaming options at quarterback, uh, uh, quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Uh, this The show will probably be a little bit shorter this week because we're not talking about stashes. You know, we are not worried about, uh, we're not worried about week 17. We're not worried about third string running backs. We are looking at guys who can potentially impact your fantasy football lineups and help you find startable options this week. So starting out with week 16 potential fantasy waiver wire starters, we are going to start with DeAndre Washington. After the Week 15 game, Josh Jacobs tweeted out that he only played with his fractured shoulder for the city. So for me, the way that I'm reading that is I I think you could reasonably assume that means the only reason that he played in Week 15 is because he has this, uh, because he he wanted to for for the black hole for Oakland because they are going to be playing in Las Vegas next year. DeAndre Washington in the game that Josh Jacobs missed played over 60% of the snaps, was targeted eight times in the passing game. Uh, Washington and the Oakland Raiders get the Los Angeles Chargers in week 16. Certainly not a matchup that you would be terrified of. So I think that Washington, if he's out there, he also is not going to be as expensive as some of these other guys. And I think he is a a pretty decent value. Uh, The next guys we have to talk about are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers, their pass catchers with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both out and maybe Scotty Miller as well, not playing with his hamstring injury. Last week, the target breakdown uh, was as follows. O.J. Howard with eight, Chris Godwin with seven, Cameron Brait with seven, Brashad Perryman with six targets and three touchdowns, Ronald Jones three targets, Scott Miller three targets, Justin Watson two, and then Dare Ogunbowale, Tanner Hudson, and Ishmael Hyman all had one. With Scotty Miller also banged up, I you know I just really do not see a path. Uh, of failure for Perryman, for Watson, and for Howard. Uh, they are going to be underdogs against Houston, of course, and we would expect this to be, you know, just a, a very high-scoring game, uh, big passing game scripts for both teams. Uh, Perryman is the one who's going to be getting more of the waiver wire attention. Watson is actually the player I think kind of has more play-to-play upside. I, I think that he is the better player than Brashad Perryman, or at least the the upside to be a better player. You know, Perryman is really just a rotational NFL player. So Watson and Perryman are both guys that I would be adding in, uh, you know, just just all formats. I think that there is certainly a reasonable chance that both of them are ranked as top 30 fantasy wide receivers in week 16. Greg Ward of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was the only wide receiver who recorded a reception for Philadelphia in their win over Washington. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was targeted twice and had uh, zero receptions. Um Ward now has nine targets in back-to-back games, caught his first NFL touchdown this last week. The Eagles are in a, you know, just a a must-win playoff-level game against Dallas, and Ward has been an every-down part of their offense. Now, if Nelson Aguilar returns... 
I think it's pretty reasonable to like Ward less, but he really should have those slot wide receiver snaps locked up. And, uh, you know, he is reasonable. Uh, I guess a, a quick mention for Anthony Miller. He is under the 50% owned threshold that we've established for players in this column uh, and in this podcast over the course of the year. However, that just there's no way that in competitive leagues he's not owned. Like I just I just have to think that in all competitive leagues Anthony Miller is owned. He is uh really having a second year breakout campaign. Three straight games with 100 yards or a touchdown. Uh, basically I have no usage concerns for Miller. Uh, the uh, Matt Nagy said that the starters are going to be playing for all of the last two games. So you know just just no concerns about Miller at all. If he is out there, he is a a very strong starting option for your team. Finally, we have to address the Mike Boone-Alexander Madison situation. If either of these guys are out there, they are the clear top ads of the week. The thing is, is that Alexander Madison has missed the last two games for the Vikings with an ankle injury, and we expect that Dalvin Cook, I think that Dalvin Cook is not going to play in week 16 for Minnesota. Uh, This is now three games in a row that he has struggled with this shoulder injury. He has been declared out. But then again, you know, he's been staying on the sideline with his, uh, like, has had his helmet. Not like he's been in the locker room, like, you know, getting getting ice or treatment or anything. So I think that Dalvin Cook is not going to play. Obviously, if he does play, Boone and Madison, they're not going to be strong options. However, we still have the question of, okay, well, what is, is Madison going to be the starter? Is Boone going to be the starter because of this ankle injury for Madison? So the way that I'm approaching it is this. I'm waiting until just the very last minute to make my bids. If that's Tuesday night, it's Tuesday night. If it's Wednesday morning, it's Wednesday morning. If it's Wednesday night, it's Wednesday night. And... Whoever the Vikings running back is, whether I think that's Boone, whether I think that's Madison, I'm going to be placing uh, the full bid amounts left of of whatever I have for these guys in, uh, you know, just in any format. So there you go. That is the that is the Mike Boone, Alexander Madison spiel. I think I think that Boone is probably going to be the guy, you know, it, it, it would not make a ton of sense for them to rush both of their running backs back from injury. The the other thing that's going to suck is that you're not going to know because they uh, they do not play until Monday night. So that uh, that is not great. Looking at some of the borderline options, we have Jonu Smith, who uh, had over 100 scrimmage yards last week. The the issue with him is that if Adam Humphreys returns, uh, Jonu Smith's playing time is going to decrease. But Smith has played 79% or more of the Titan snaps for a month straight and has seen his target numbers go up for each of the last three games. We actually might finally get you know a 35 passing attempt game from Ryan Tannehill as they are underdogs against the New Orleans Saints. So this could actually finally be uh, you know a a reasonable volume game for uh for the Tennessee Titans and that would that would make me like Johnny Smith a little bit more. We also have the Jaguars wide receivers Chris Conley and Keelan Cole with DJ Shark unlikely to play in week 15 uh or, or unlikely to play in week 16. Conley and Cole both were the the best fantasy wide receivers for the Jaguars in week 15. Conley scored two touchdowns. Cole led the Jaguars in receiving yards uh as pointed out by Nate Noling on the Gilcast on the NFL DFS recap show on Sunday night. Chris Conley actually has a great air yards profile, and that makes him project pretty well, um, you know, just from like a, a purely mathematical 
mathematical standpoint, definitely we have to uh, we have to think that Col- that Conley is uh, a pretty strong play. And Conley would be a guy that if I you know if I just lost Chris Godwin, I think that I am an underdog in my leagues or something like that. Uh, Conley would be a guy that I would really like to start because I do think he offers he does offer that ceiling uh, definitely in a way that Keelan Cole does not. Uh, the last guy who I think is borderline who might be on your guys' waiver wires is Carryon Johnson. Probably not going to be the most inspiring play that you have ever made in your life, but Johnson is expected to return from the injured reserve this week against Denver and, and you know, just get his starting job back. Uh, the the touch expectation, I mean, we, we can reasonably assume that he is probably healthy. Like, there there's not really a ton of reason to think that they would be bringing him back and only giving him, you know, like 10 touches or whatever. However, you know, David Blau is his quarterback. We're definitely going to talk about the Denver Broncos defense as a streaming option a little bit later. So that is that is where we are at with uh, with the waiver wire. Not a, not a ton of options on the waiver wire this week. And I think the decisions that you're going to have to make that are more important are our streaming decisions, which is what we are going to get into right now. Now, so moving into the second part of the roster management podcast, looking at our streamers, uh, the first thing I need to note is that uh, Philip Rivers is 59% owned against Oakland. This does not technically meet the threshold of our streamers, but if he is out there, I definitely think that he is worth an ad. Our top streaming option, though, crazy to say it, Ryan Fitzpatrick playing at home to Cincinnati. Not only has Fitzpatrick added a little bit of rushing to his game this year, you know, over five rushing attempts in each of Miami's last two games, but he's got Devontae Parker and uh, Mike Kosicki, and that's kind of all that he has needed. With those two guys going, he really has been able to, uh, you know, just be a, a, a productive touchdown throwing NFL quarterback, which, uh, you know, we we have seen Ryan Fitzpatrick do this in stretches in the past. And uh, yeah, I, I, he is a, a pretty strong option against a bad Cincinnati Bengals defense. And uh, the, the thing that's happened with Cincinnati is their passing defense is horrible, but they get down by so many points in these games that it doesn't even end up mattering and they just get ran all over. But that probably will not happen with Miami. So you know, we, we should have a quite a good Ryan Fitzpatrick game script. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is another streaming option. Uh, he has just been the king of garbage time over the last couple weeks for Chicago. Uh, not not exactly sure the motivations for this. You know, earlier in the year, that that type of stuff was not happening. They they really were just uh, just shutting stuff down. But uh, against the Green Bay Packers last week, 334 passing yards, four rushing attempts, 429 yards. Uh, in the win against Dallas, 244 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 10 rushing attempts. Uh, in the win against Detroit, 338 passing yards and three touchdowns. So Trubisky has hit a nice little vein of form at the right time. And, uh, you know, if you if you are in a situation where it's very unlikely you're streaming quarterbacks in the championship, you know, you probably found someone good along the way, you know, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, whoever. Uh, but yeah, definitely a, a strong ad to be uh, a strong ad to be had there. Moving towards the kicker position. Uh, it's actually a tough week uh, finding good kickers because there are so many games happening outside. Some of the games happening inside involve, you know, not very good teams, not very good kickers. Dan Bailey for the Minnesota Vikings at home against Green Bay on Monday night. He was the first option that really leapt out for me in terms of playing indoors, being at home, having a healthy team total, all situations that uh, that we want to find ourselves in. 
Joey Sly for the Carolina Panthers playing in the Dome at the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, Will Greer is going to be the quarterback, so that definitely is going to have a negative impact on the Colts team total, but an indoor kicker for an offense that we project to uh, to stall out in the red zone a fair amount of the time is also pretty interesting. And then Kai Forbath, the Dallas Cowboys kicker, playing outside at Philadelphia. That part is not great, but being the kicker for the offense that leads the NFL in yards per play, we definitely do like that situation. Uh, tight end streamers. This is uh, this is actually probably the most important position that you're going to have to make a decision on because no one has a good fantasy tight end. Everyone is trying to figure things out at the position, you know, just trying to find something to make things work. Uh, the usual suspects, I've talked about these guys so much, uh, OJ Howard and Mike Gesicki. Those guys are, to me, the clear top streaming options this week. But, I, you know, I, I think that those guys are owned in too many leagues for that to be, you know, an actual streamer. I think the same thing is true for Jonu Smith. I think those guys are mostly owned in very competitive leagues. Cameron Brait, though, uh, no, he's only 5% owned on Yahoo. He is, a, to me, a very strong option at the tight end position. Uh, you know, just saw his snaps come up last week. I think the familiarity in that offense is going to make him uh, a stronger option than, than people might expect. You know, he, uh, like he is going to run routes. He is going to see targets, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff is valuable. And then the, uh, the Caden Smith situation for the New York Giants, he is 2% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and he is really an every-down player for the New York Giants with Evan Ingram out. Three targets, two targets, six targets, five targets in his starts as Evan Ingram has been out. Uh, he is a, to me, a, a pretty strong overall play. And, uh, you know, he is just, he is completely unowned in these leagues. Finally, looking at uh, our defensive streamers, Houston Texans defense at Tampa Bay. We might think that Tampa Bay is going to, uh, we might think that Tampa Bay is going to, uh, you know, put up, uh, you know, passing stats or whatever, but it's always Jameis and he is always liable to throw turnovers. So that, uh, that to me is definitely a scenario worth attacking the New York Jets playing home to Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw just how turnover prone these Steelers were in that game on, uh, Monday night against, or Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. Certainly do not think that, uh, that Duck Hodges is it as the, uh, as the kids might say. And then the Indianapolis Colts, at home to Will Greer in the Carolina Panthers. Maybe we thought Greer was going to be good when he was uh, when he was at West Virginia. The early results, though, would to me suggest that he is not going to be because, I mean, how could they just keep watching Kyle Allen and not throw Will Greer out there? So home defense against a rookie quarterback making their first start, that's pretty much always going to be a good position to be in. So that's how that's how we are breaking things down for our roster management in week 16 in Champion Week. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful and we will be back tomorrow.